Have you ever felt overwhelmed by life or unable to see any other way through? Maybe you've even said to yourself, there has to be a better way. The good news is that there is always a better way. It's time to reclaim your humanity. Welcome to Getting to Unstuck, the 20-minute jolt that you need to help you in life and work. So let's get started. I did the, that was the wrong countdown. But it was a long countdown. You were for coffee. Okay. I know, I was just grooving to it over here. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, well, happy Thriving Thursday, everybody. <laughs> Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Getting to Unstuck. Today, we are going to be talking about the difference between thriving and surviving. And knowing the signs, because knowing the signs is vital to our life and our work. And we are quite curious and you can feel free to leave your comments in the chat and let us know if you're able to tell the difference in your life and in your relationships. And just so just a quick reminder that if you have a something that you would like us to talk about here, please feel free to either drop it in the, in the chat or to reach out to us at wholehumancoaching.com. And you can find us all everywhere. And don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn because that means we could go live to our LinkedIn page very soon. We're counting down the, the days. Huh. Well, Carol and, and Colin, welcome to the show this morning. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you. Thank you, Crystal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an interesting thing as we were planning what we were going to talk about, the difference between sur- surviving and thriving. And sometimes it's the contrast that we need to be able to see before we can imagine that there is a difference. And Crystal, you were sharing that you have a great story about surviving. What was it like for you in that moment? (laughs) It's a story. It wasn't that great because it, well, in, in another, another universe, another time for many years, I was the co-founder of a charity. And we started from something very small, which was really just like out. we were traveling in a van and doing something very small to the point where we were working internationally and we'd grown internationally. And during the time in those early years, I think the chaos gave me the energy that I needed and it, it validated mm-hmm. kind of my theory of change and all the things that I wanted to see happen and things were going good. But like anything, it becomes an unattainable pace to keep up with. And so it shows up for different in different ways for people. So for me, it showed up in a couple of things. Number one, the dissolution of my marriage. My ex-husband and I were, we had started the charity together Mm -hmm. and my marriage ended in a fabulous (laughs) explosion. And so from, but that was, that was not really the inciting incident. I think that it was, it's, it's hard when you are, when you start to slip into survival mode, there's, it's often, it's not really that there's one incident you remember entering oh. into survival mode with. Yes. You do remember the thing that brings you out of it. Right. That's the that's the 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 turning point. But for me, some of the things that I noticed started to happen was I had I mean there was so much pressure I felt so much pressure on me. Mm -hmm. At the time, we had a staff of about 20 people. So I felt very painted into a corner. Who am I going to talk to? Everything was kind of, I feel like my life is falling apart. I'm internally falling apart, but I can't yet recognize, you know, what is it? And, and I think when you, when you start into survival mode, I know for me, 
our human, my human nature anyways, is to want to find a cause, right? Mm. Something, there has to be a reason. And, you know, we often hear people say that, like, you know, the first question we'll often ask is like, why is this happening to me? Right. So I think I, I, I was looking for a cause and it wasn't just one thing. So that starts to stir up other things in me. And so there's a few things that I started to recognize in myself that I knew were not me at my best and mm. were very far from me at my best. Right. Um, one of them was that I started to realize that trust was missing. Oh. Um, I started to really question whether I could trust people. I think I felt, which also leads you into a, a state of feeling like a victim of something. Like I felt like I was a victim of the chaos that was happening in the organization and in my life. I felt very powerless Mm-hmm. Felt very, uh, felt very disconnected from trying to remember why it was so important or, or why I even wanted to be doing this anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And really, for me, much of my life started to feel like a house of cards. Like I, I, I felt like I, I'm falling into bed and I'm dragging myself up in the morning. And you're just you. I know it's such an old cliche, but you just feel like you're caught in this cycle of things. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you lose, you lose not you. It's not that you lose the creativity to think differently. It's like you lose the energy to think differently. Mm. You become so familiar with feeling in survival mode. So our bodies adjust to everything too, I think. And, and we just lower our expectations of, of what's possible when we're, when we're stuck in that survival mode. So for me, it was really, I just started to, to recognize I had, I mean, I had no, for me, I had no personal interests outside of work. Cause I just felt right. like, All I, absorbing. You know, yeah, everything is so chaotic that I didn't have the, I didn't even have the right to have something, a personal interest outside of work because mm-hmm. this was so demanding in my time. So I, in reality had kind of an inflated sense of myself too. I just didn't see it at the time. Mm. You know, how you describe it, Crystal, is is we begin to think that that is normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, and, and, and you know, Gabor Mate wrote, recently wrote that great book called The Myth of Normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a big challenge in the society that we live in here in the West, the, the Af society, privileged society that we live in. It, 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 it's brought us to this, this level of stress and anxiety that is so elevated that we mm-hmm. think that that's normal mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. not right. This, this, this elevated stress, and you can see the evidence of it in just how sick we are, right. In yes. the, 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 the mental health numbers and the, 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 the pharmaceuticals that are being consumed yeah. and the, the, the number of people that are, you know, looking, looking at, you know, s- suicide and, and mm-hmm. harming themselves and, yeah. and there, and, you know, body image issues. It's just incredible how that, that this normal has been normalized and it's mm-hmm. just yeah. not normal. And, and, you know, you, you mentioned possibilities a minute ago, Crystal, I think, I think you can get to a place where there's absolutely no possibility mm-hmm. of a different a different outcome or a different mm-hmm. story. I know yeah. certainly I've, I've shared those moments where you, d- you just don't see any possibility. Right. Yeah. So it feels so, um, it feels so hidden. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hit me. Like in that yeah. dark room that mm-hmm. we were speaking about last week, where yeah. you have to find that glimmer of light, that pinhole, of, that pinhole of light. But right. certainly, certainly, we live in a society that is that is so sick that it has normalized those levels yeah. of right. of stress and anxiety and depression and and hopelessness. Yeah. So, how what 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 was the what turned the ship for you? I think. The, the, the first thing that happened was I had a conversation and it was the first time it happened to be with a coach, but I think anybody can have this conversation with anyone. I just, it, the coach happened to be the only person really outside of my situation that was a trusted connection at the time. So it's just also quite indicative of how isolated I'd become for someone Mm. who's extremely extroverted. I had actually become quite isolated in a weird way as hiding in the extroversion, right? Um, and she, I remember her also, asking a question. But also hiding in that, hiding, uh, it's almost like a safety, sorry to interrupt you, it's almost yes. like a safety, like a place of, of, of. I'm not articulating this properly, but if, you do, if you're not speaking to anybody outside of that circle, oh, yes. they're just reinforcing it, right? Totally. It's all yeah. Yeah. more yeah. the same. And you find mm-hmm. what you're looking for, right? So if you're mm-hmm. looking to reinforce the that survival mode mentality, you're just mm-hmm. going to continue to find it over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. So So true. Yeah. So I remember her asking me this question and it was, it just came for me, it came out of left field because I was like, I was on a tirade about all the things that were like, you know, wrong. And the question I was like, when she first asked it, I was like, she doesn't even get me because she asked, she said, but I'm curious, like, is there, what is it about this story that you're so attached to? And I'm like, what? And I wanted to say, I'm sorry, did you not just hear oh, yeah. all the crap that I just yeah. told you I've been in the middle of? And it's kind That's of funny right now to think about it, right? But it was such yes. a brilliant question because it just was like what? sticking Strap. a stick in the spoke of the wheel where I was like, Arr! like I, and, and I had to, I really, it, it honestly shook me and it was disconcerting at first. So I will say that coming out of survival mode is not some like, whoa, like rainbows and butterflies scenario. It's not because Mm -hmm. your body is so addicted to being in survival mode. You're so addicted to feeling like you're being victimized by life and by circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so as, as you're trying to find out who you are without those stories and that narrative, it's, it's not comfortable. Which is why I think people will like take, I I saw a really cute picture the other day on Instagram of it it was said, all it said was a quick, a quick photo about decisions. And all you could see was a little cat paw that tried to go out the front door in snow. And then it pulled back in, right? Because it's like, oh, tried. Nope. Don't want it. Right. And that just reminds me so much of life that it's like, we, we think, okay, that's it. I'm going to start to thrive. I'm going to take control. I'm, I'm changing the narrative, which is clearly important what we, we may not be prepared for, excuse me, what we may not be prepared for is how our very systems are going to revolt against it at first, Mm -hmm. because it's not adjusted to, to what it means to be out of survival. Oh no. I mean, if we're convinced that that house of cards as, Mm -hmm. as tenuous as it is, is the house, then we're going to hang on to it at all costs. Yeah. We're going to go through what you went through mm-hmm. and had to spectacularly crash and burn mm-hmm. to be able to see something that you say, Colin, it doesn't have to be like this. Right. And right. that is such a brilliant observation. And yet it's hard to get to there. 
So there really is hard. there is that little, as we talked about it, a glimmer. There's a point at which someone will ask you a question. You will hear something. You will see something that will go, <laughs> whoa. And there'll be a moment when you catch a possible glimpse of how yeah. it could be different. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that moment when you could, once you wrestled with yeah. that, it sounds like there was then an opportunity to begin to be looking in a different direction. Yeah. So for me, I was also in an interesting personal situation where I was forced. I, I had didn't really have much choice to live between two countries and there's a lot of other crises going on. <clears throat> but one of the things I noticed was that there were little ways that I was starting to realize that I was reclaiming my choices and oh. my decisions about things. Ultimately, ultimately it, it led to me resigning from the different the organization that I started, but that was actually, that was, it wasn't like some big thing because but by, by the point in time when I'd reached that, it was a proactive decision, not mm. a reactive crisis. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't the fallout of something. Right. It was a conscious choice of me realizing having now having enough distance and enough um, clarity to be able to say, this is the best choice for me. And it's also the best choice for the organization right. if I do yeah. this and I could, and I left with, I mean, I'm still in great relationship with all of them. You know, I, I, I left knowing that it really was good. It was the right thing. Yeah. yeah but there's an interesting thing that happens, I think, for in us is that we can underestimate or not be able to appreciate until we know, have experienced it, the value and the weight of having confidence to make a choice for yourself. Mm. Yes. Well, and it starts small though, doesn't it? It starts very small. Yeah. Reclaiming yeah. your choices. Mm-hmm. But that, for me, what I hear is that really is reclaiming one little choice at a time. Totally. Yeah. No, I'm going to turn left instead of right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, wear these earrings instead of those yeah. earrings. Yeah. It is something small. Yeah. You realize but, that you're choosing. But, but confidence and, and becoming fearless is a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. the, that we've talked about before and, and you have to break that down, right? You have to, I think we think you have to kind of break it down into smaller pieces so mm-hmm. that, that you can build up that confidence, that confidence yes. over time. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we've talked about turning off the news and getting informed, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like to build your confidence, you have to somehow set up a protection, a layer of protection around yourself mm-hmm. and, and have healthy, you know, introduce, begin to introduce healthy habits mm-hmm. right? Yeah. from, you know, news consumption to food yeah. consumption to yeah. to everything because it gets so easy right yeah. to have a chocolate bar or a bag of chips or a glass mm-hmm. of wine or more right. when you when you when you don't want to get there or moment. go there yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but all of that is really from what i can you know what i gather and what i've seen as well is it is in order to avoid and one of the ways that i think we get access to being with our stories is to tell them yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating because we've all been able to share stories in, mm-hmm. in in our broadcasts here. And those stories are so alive within us mm-hmm. that we get back there in the moment and we have the energy and we can feel kind of what it was like. Oh, yeah. And yet every time we tell them, 
it's kind of, it gives it a little less sting. There isn't as much of a fear in sharing that story. Yeah. Because all of us have shared stories where at the time they were dramatic. They were, they were horrific. They were in the moment. Debilitating. Totally debilitating. Totally debilitating. And, and I think that deconstructing, and that's such a, I know that's such a like zeitgeisty kind of word to use, like to deconstruct, but really it just means like to, to, to begin to dismantle or take apart the stories and ask ourselves, Mm. is this true? Right. Mm. Because we just believe something to be true for so long that it's just, it's just a normal part of everything. It's like, kind of like, you know, if you brush your teeth a certain way, you just do it because you're zoned out or that actually is how we get with our stories too. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so starting to, to ask ourselves is, first of all, is this a story that's serving me? Number one, but also looking back and giving yourself permission to be like, that's my story, right? Mm. It's, it's, I can't, I can't go back and I can't undo it. There's nothing to fix. There's only yes. much to love. Right. So that, that is it. I love that person. I, I, I have compassion for that person that I was then because yeah. I was doing the best that I could with what I knew how. And yes, forgiveness right? too. I think yeah. it's so important to forgive yeah. that yeah. person at that time that was coping in that way because oh, that's yes. not who you are today. Yeah. And with forgiveness comes sort of a release, right? Of of mm-hmm. that of that old persona oh, and those old yes. stories. Yeah. Honoring yeah. that 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 was you were doing the best that you could at yeah. that moment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I want to just wrap this up with our, oh, my coffee. Oh. <laughs> I'm on the West Coast, so I don't get coffee until later oh, than you all. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> I wish I had somebody bringing me coffee right now. <laughs> Thank you so much. I want to just wrap this up with something that anybody can do. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's telling your story. Yeah. And so finding someone to tell your story to. And that's a wonderful experience is finding somebody to tell your story to. Mm -hmm. And if there's nobody that feels like they're right in there in the moment, what you can do is you can write your story down. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. There's a lot of bestsellers that started there, right? It's so good to tell your story and get it out of your head. Right. Yeah. Um, and whether it, it doesn't have to be with a coach, it can be with, with anybody, but preferably not somebody that is, that has been nourishing the survival mode, right? I, yeah. Get mm-hmm. break away and speak with mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. that is already in thriving mode. Yes. Um, yes. And you can do that online or in chat groups and rooms and so, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. get out of your head. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. you could tell us. I mean, that's one of the invitations I want to make is that anybody who is watching this or has watched us today, tell us a little bit about your story. Share something with us. Because I can tell you that I feel very safe in having conversations with my two lovely friends here. (laughs) And there is an aspect of telling someone you don't know well your story. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting in, I know that there's saw, I think it's in, in Denmark where they started something, it's called a story library and you can book a time with a total stranger for half an hour and you can share each other's stories mm. and it's very liberating. Right. So that's, and I think that's probably why for me with that coach at the time, it felt like a safe place. But the, the point is, is that how, how you got here is you're here, you're here and we can love 
we can love who you are then, who you were then. We can you can love who you are now and who you are going forward. And that's all built on the stories that we decide we're going to tell ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So start storytelling and sharing and speaking to real people versus listening to the barrage of broadcasting, right? Ooh, that's going yeah. On, yeah. Uh, yeah. That can be so so detrimental to people's health. Begin yeah. your story with once upon a time. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So true. design yeah. the next one. Maybe that's another yeah. our next podcast. Designing your next story. <laughs> Writing the next chapter. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Well, thank you for tuning in. If you are who's still here at the end, don't forget to join us over at wholehumancoaching.com. And if you haven't yet found us on LinkedIn, you can find us Whole Human Coaching on LinkedIn. And until the next time, we hope that you too are telling yourself amazing stories. Have a great day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bye. Take care. See you guys soon. Thanks for joining us. If you want to learn more about who we are and who we work with, find us at wholehumancoaching.com. You can find us everywhere on our socials, on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on Instagram, and on YouTube as Whole Human Coaching. 